Welcome everyone to Ask Anarchan, our podcast series where we sit down with our experts to talk about an aspect of the work that we do here at Natural Resources Canada, or Anarchan for short. Today, we'll be talking about forest fires. Specifically, we'll be asking ourselves the question, is climate change having an impact on forest fires? Before we start, I just want to mention that we call this series Ask Anarchan because we want to hear from you. The purpose of the show is to share with you not only the type of science that we do, but also why we do it. So, at the end of the episode, if you have any questions on this topic, head to Twitter and tweet at us using the hashtag AskNRCAN. Our experts will do their best to answer all relevant questions. Sounds good? Okay, let's do this. Today we're joined by Sylvie Gauthier and Yann Boulanger, two research scientists from the Laurentian Forestry Centre in Saint-Fouet, Quebec. Sylvie and Yann, how are you? Fine, good. yourself? Good, thank you. So let's just dive right in. Can you explain to us the type of research that you do involving climate change and forest fires? Yeah, for sure. So uh, as you were mentioning, we are uh, looking at the impacts of climate change on the fire regime all across Canada. Uh, You know, fire is really impacted by things like temperature, precipitation, drought, winds. And of course, those parameters will change with the with uh, the climate change that we will face in the the next decades. Uh, we are projecting increase in temperature, uh, very small increase in precipitation. So this increase will not compensate for the uh, the increase in uh, in temperature all across Canada. So uh, the the conditions will be much more much drier, and of course it, the those conditions will be much more conducive to uh, to fire all across Canada. So our studies are projecting uh, an increase in, in fire activity all across Canada, about two to four times what we are experiencing right now. Uh, because the, the, the fire, I mean, the, the climate conditions will be much more conducive, but also because fire season, fire season will length uh, a lot from the spring and also in the fall in some places. So we will see great increase in uh, in annual rear burn, for example, all across Canada, especially in the boreal part of Canada. The impact of this change in fire regime will also impact the current uh, harvesting level that we conduct across the country and will also impact the, the, the communities that live uh, in the forest, uh, particularly in the boreal forest, so the, the, the native and non-native communities out there and also a number of infrastructure and industries, such as the the gas industry and the the roads and the electricity power lines. So, Jan, you mentioned something uh, earlier about um, a number of forest fires increasing across the country. Um, Is that uh, countrywide, or is there more uh, a section of the country that's more susceptible to increased forest fires? Well, we know that actually there's uh, already uh, some areas in, in Canada that are much more uh, fire-prone to, to other. Uh, we can say that, for example, Western Canada, especially the boreal part, is uh, experiencing much more fires and much more area burn than the eastern part of Canada. And with uh, climate change, those regions, especially, again, in Western Canada, will experience greater increase in, uh, in annual area burn. 
So this will impact, as Sylvie was mentioning, the, the communities there, but it will also impact the, the forest landscapes and, um, and the, the forest age structure, for example, in, in these areas. Some, some, uh, we know that some tree species will uh, be favored with uh, increasing fire activity, like trembling aspen, uh, white birch, um, jack pine, for example, in these areas. Whereas uh, other species uh, will be uh, will be much much less important, like uh, balsam fir, for example, uh, and also because uh, fire in these area will be much more uh, common. Uh, of course, if there's more fire, the the stands will be much younger in those places. So this will have uh, a great impact on the timber supply and to well all of the forest sector actually. So we're talking about an impact on forest ecology as well as on the lumber industry, I guess, or the whole forestry industry, right? Yeah. And as uh, as uh, Jan was mentioning, the the forest will be the the forest landscape will be uh, younger, so there is also uh, an impact on the amount of old forest that we will see in the landscape, and thereby there will be an impact on the the biodiversity that is uh, using those uh, old forests. Another thing that we see coming is that with an increase in fire activity on a uh, local basis, the, the chances of seeing a short fire interval will increase. So at the same place, you, you will have higher chances of having two fire, let's say, within 20 years. And uh, this fact uh, will not leave enough time for the forest to reconstruct it it's a bank of seeds to re regenerate the forest. So we may see uh, a lot more regeneration failure that we call. So the, the forest uh, will probably not be able to recover at the same density that we observed before the fire under those conditions. And uh, we can thereby see a, a move from a forest to a woodland uh, ecosystem type or even to a prairie type. Uh, so those forecasts are particularly important for Western Canada, but there's also region in Eastern Canada where these type of events are forecasted to become more frequent than they were in the past. Um, also, um, the, the communities that live uh, in the boreal forest of the country uh, do not necessarily realize that fire is part of the ecosystem, but with the increase that we foresee, uh, it's becoming more important to, to raise awareness about that fact and to help communities to prepare for the, such a type of risk. You, you touch on, on a very interesting subject here, because I imagine those communities rely on the forest ecology, also the forest industry, and on top of that, the fire risks that are are present. Do you work with some of these communities or other partners to conduct your research? Uh, in in some region, we we do work uh, with the industries or with the the community. Uh, we don't have uh, Jan and myself. We don't have uh, um, partners across the country, but we we uh, notably uh, in the Quebec region, uh, I do work with the forest industry, and I think Jan does some work with the, the Hydro-Québec uh, 
to, to look at the potential impact of such fires uh, either on the forest or on the infrastructure. Thank you so much, Yann and Sylvie, for taking the time to talk to us today. Uh, before we go, um, if there's some of our uh, members in the audience that would like to have more information on the type of work that you do, is there a resource that you can direct them to? You could look at the Forest Change web website of NRCAN, where a lot of information about the, the climate change that we forecast and also the, the climate that is conducive to fire is expressed. There's also information about the uh, forecast in, uh, in terms of uh, new fire regime that we may expect across the country with good maps where you can see at your own location uh, what are the, the forecasts for the next century. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you. So this is the end of the episode, but it doesn't mean that it's the end of our conversation. If you have any follow-up questions for Yann and Sylvie, get on Twitter and tweet at us using the hashtag AskNRCAN. Also, if you're interested in learning more about the scientific work that we do here at Natural Resources Canada, check out our online magazine called Simply Science. We have a ton of great content for you, including articles, videos, and previous episodes of this podcast series. If you check out the podcast page for this episode, we'll have links available to any relevant material so that you can learn more about forest fires. The best way to find Simply Science is either by Googling it or by clicking on the banner on our website at nrcan.gc.ca. And as always, if you like this episode and you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, please consider subscribing so you can check out any previous or future episodes. I think that's it for us today. Thank you for listening. We look forward to hearing from you, and we'll see you next time. <music>